Hey, everybody. I want to play you a voicemail I just got from a client. Hey, Tim, I've got a quick question for you. I'm thinking of buying a car. I've got my eye on this beautiful new Tesla. Can I buy that through my business and write it off? Just call me back when you have a minute. Thanks. Hey, everybody. Tim the Taxman Thompson coming to you today with another episode of Quick Questions. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Actually, I think I should make a series out of that. All the quick questions that we get through here that are never quick questions. And in fact, I took a lesson from all my attorney friends out there who said every answer to every question is two words, two simple words. It depends. And I always thought that was a joke. I was like, seriously, it depends? I mean, is that just a way to milk it up? But you know what? I'm finding out they're not far off. It really does depend. And this whole vehicle question, can I buy a car through my business? That's a big one. And it's a big it depends. So that's what I hope to address here today. Hope it helps you out. So let's see. I get this question at least once a month, possibly more than that. And the reason I want to say it depends is because, honestly, for some of you that have asked the question, you're out of your mind trying to buy a car through your business. I get it. We want every tax deduction we can get. But you don't do anything in your business that warrants having a car. Sometimes we just want to do it for necessity. So let's clear the easy ones out of the way first. If you're in a business that requires the use of a vehicle, uh, a, a truck for a plumber or, or any kind of construction person that needs a truck to move stuff around or a van, um, I, I've got a couple of home health care physicians. Okay, that's the whole point. The physician is driving to the person in need of care and they're using their vehicle to get there. And if that vehicle is not supplied by an employer, then guess what? That's possible. And if they're, especially most of those are uh, subcontractors. Uh, and so they uh, may have their own businesses uh, that they get paid on either through an LLC, sole proprietorship, whatever, doesn't matter. But that may make sense to purchase a car for the business. So this really isn't geared towards them, although part of the episode is because there's some record keeping requirements, go figure. But, uh, it really is to address those of you uh, who are just trying to buy a car to get the write-off, okay? And I get it. Let me tell you one really quick rule of thumb to apply. In your humble estimation, and I mean humble, uh, not uber-aggressive estimation, but do you think that you might use that vehicle for more than 50% of the time in business? Now, I don't mean 50% of the time as far as the watch. I mean 50% of the mileage that you're going to put on that vehicle, is it going to go towards business? And if you say, oh, heck yeah, it's like 75%, great. Then we can move on to other considerations. But if you think it might be close, I'd be really careful about going off and going through all the other troubles that I'm going to describe uh, for buying this vehicle through your business. Okay? So uh, because you will have to document it. Just estimating it up front doesn't cut it. You actually have to document it later, okay? And I have another episode that you can find out there. It's titled Don't Be a Flake, and it's all about the importance of keeping a mileage log. Please refer to that because you're going to need to keep a mileage log if you're going to do this for your business, okay? So let's talk about some of the other cha other challenges out there. Uh, I'm not a, I'm literally here just to address the tax side of things, but what about financing? 
What about insuring? This one's for all my insurance agent friends out there. Okay, you want to go put this thing in the name of your business, but you want to carry it on your personal insurance? No, no. You get in one little accident, one teeny tiny accident, and they find out that uh, the name on the title is you, uh, your business, but the insurance card reads your personal name. And guess what? Claims denied, or can be, and do you want to run that risk? What if it's more than just a little fender bender? What if it's a total? And you've got to come total out of pocket to cover somebody else's car because it was your fault. It's a big deal. Don't mess around with it if you're not ready to pay the costs. And that's just one of the many things. What about financing? Now, if you're going to pay the car in cash, great. Good for you. Um, and if it still meets all the other tests, then I got no problem with you buying it for the business. But you still need to do the record keeping. But what about if it doesn't meet the tests? Or what about uh, if you do need to finance it? Let me go back to that first. Uh, can you get financing through the business? Because here's the deal. If you want it titled in the business, the bank's going to want to finance it in the name of the business. Okay. So, uh, and not to mention, don't forget about the insured in the name of the business. So you've got to make sure you're dotting all your I's, crossing all your T's. Um, the, uh, the reason the 50% rule is such a big deal, uh, I mean, can you write off uh, mileage? Can you still even try to buy this through the business even if you're not going to use it more than 50% of the time? Short answer is, yeah, probably, but why would you? And here's why. The big tax break, and I'm using air quotes out there for anybody who might be listening to this on a podcast platform, but the big tax break out there is for accelerated depreciation. And if you're not using the car more than 50% of the time, 50% of the time or 50% of the mileage uh, in business, then you're not going to get to take uh, advantage of the accelerated depreciation. Instead, you're going to be on this thing we call straight line. And I'm not going to bore you with that detail because, trust me, it's boring detail, but the end of the day, you don't get all the accelerated benefits of accelerated depreciation loaded in in the front year or two of ownership. And instead, you're going to be stretching things out and making things really kind of a wash with just reporting the mileage anyway. Okay. Um, already mentioned insuring it properly. That's a big deal. There are other ownership costs, and all those need to run through your business if you're going to make this a business use. Uh, in terms of the business use, if you're using it 60, 70, 80 percent of the time for the business and you're documenting that, then that's exactly how much of the percentage of depreciation we get to take. So buy a $50,000 car that we get to write off at 50, you know, full 50,000 the first year and that bonus depreciation is all gone anymore. So that really doesn't apply. It's not all gone. Sorry. It's decreasing at 20 percent of the year. So for 2023, for instance, it's at 80 percent. But let's just assume we were able to write the whole 50,000 off for this, but you use the car 70% 70% of the time on a $50,000 vehicle, that means you're going to get to take $35,000 in depreciation. If you're in 30% tax bracket, that's $10,000 in taxes. That's a pretty cool deal. Did you drive it 100% of the mileage for business? That's cool if you did, or whatever I said, 70%, sorry, going off track. Anyway, so the big deal is that you want to make sure it's at least 50 so that you can take advantage of the accelerated depreciation costs. Um, Lastly, I want to kind of cover some rules of the road. Yes, it's a pun. I've warned you. I'm into dad jokes. I'm a father. Both my kids are grown. They're used to it. They're using them now. So I have one. I have created good children because they they do dad jokes now too. (laughs) But you want to make sure uh, the rules of the IRS road uh, is that business use percentage is a big deal. 
Section 179 is available to you as is bonus depreciation for at least the next few years. The weight limits do matter on a vehicle. Depreciation varies if it's over 6,000 uh, pound gross, gross vehicle weight. Sorry, I said gross rail weight. That's an old throwback to a way long ago career. Uh, and of course, I mentioned it earlier, but they are going to be big sticklers about a good mileage log. So please make sure that you keep a good mileage log. You get all those things handled, man, go enjoy that new car or new to you car because it does work for used cars as well, by the way. Uh, crank up the tunes and get it going. And that's why I said on my little sign back here, if you're watching, it's time for some cartoons. Get it? Okay. All right. And on that note, since I'm talking about tunes, what's one of your favorite songs? What is the first song that comes to mind? I'm a big music lover guy. What's one of the favorite songs that comes to mind when you start thinking about cars? You know, I can think of I Can't Drive 55 by Sammy Hagar. Uh, my gosh, there was Roy Orbison when there was a Chevy to the levee. Who was that? Man, somebody's going to correct me on that. I can't believe I can't remember the name. For me personally, it's Tracy Chapman. You got a fast car because it takes me back to another place in time. And it was a whole lot of fun. And every time that comes on these days, I just lose myself back into that moment. So feel a little like Casey Kasem, the way I said that. So uh, it's a, to borrow a line from him, uh, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. That's all I've got this week. I would appreciate, I've got to end it this way every time, that you like, subscribe, do all the things, five-star it. Only five stars, please. <laughs> no, if I'm, do, if I'm not doing a great job, then obviously don't give me a five-star. I'm not going to be that desperate. But if there's a quick question or any other tax topic that you're interested in learning about uh, or just want some insight on, feel free to leave a comment on whatever platform you're listening or watching. Um, you're obviously welcome to find me, and please do, on any of the platforms. Generally speaking, it's going to be at, the little cute at sign, MyDFWCPA, that's M-Y-D-F-W-C-P-A. Um, of course, my website is really hard. Write this down, timthompsoncpa.com. And Thompson has a P in it, just so you know. Um, and obviously, there's a learning center on that website. Maybe not obvious to you, but obvious to me. There's a learning center with, with tons of blog posts on a lot of the topics you may have questions on. Uh, but if you do have any questions about this episode or any other questions that may arise, please feel free to email us at podcast at timthompsoncpa.com. And we'll get back to you as soon as we can. And hopefully, we'll even make your question into an episode someday. Uh, again, thank you so much. Uh, like, subscribe, do all the things that help us out. Uh, and most of all, I wish you happy, happy tax savings all the way down the road.